0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to my channel. I started this channel because there are a lot of things that I want to discuss and talk about, and ideas that I want to express in relation to philosophy, psychedelics, and meditation. I've been studying philosophy for a while now, and I'm very passionate about it, more than anything else, really. And I'll get to this soon, but just briefly, what draws me to philosophy is the truth and the prospect of discovering things about our nature, our purpose meaning, and the universe that can't really be discovered in any other way. I always want my convictions to be in line with the truth, and this is really what philosophy is about. And by talking about philosophy, and psychedelics and meditation in particular, I want to further the discussion of these things so that we can explore and develop what we know in this terrain, which has largely been untraversed by philosophy and science, except for the last maybe 30 or 40 years in total, with the early research in the 50s and 60s and then the renaissance of psychedelic research that began again in the 2000s. And as areas of interest that were for the majority of human history completely integrated into culture, especially psychedelic use, but also philosophy and ideas about religion and God, at least to the extent where it was commonplace to discuss and wonder about these things and our place in the cosmos, I think it's important that we move towards the reintegration of these essential parts of human life and history. I've always found the conversational, informal, dialogue approach to reaching the truth, the more discussion approach, which is essentially the idea of Socrates with the Socratic method, to be the best. So, I want to present my ideas and thoughts in this way, and have discussions on these sorts of things, in order to get closer to reaching the truth. And I think this is especially important in regards to psychedelics, because of how significant and profound these experiences are, and how they seem to happen outside of the realm of reason yet present themselves with such truth and veracity. And also, this is just extremely interesting stuff, which I'm sure many of you are aware of and are also deeply passionate about the study of psychedelics or even just with your own experiences. With me, this is especially the case in relation to understanding the self, consciousness, and existence. And I want to use my philosophical perspective as best as I can. So that's essentially what I'm going to be doing with this channel, offering my philosophical perspective into the study of psychedelics and meditation. This first video, though, will be more about philosophy and my reflection on what I've learned having just recently finished my honors in philosophy. And hopefully it will serve as a good working introduction to the core of philosophy for future discussions. So I've been studying philosophy for a while now, since I was in year 10 and then all through uni, which is like nine years now. And early on, philosophy sparked something in me. And I think this is not an uncommon experience that something ignites something within someone and they're just called to pursue it. And so for me, this was philosophy. And I think that philosophy is the sort of thing that leans towards people becoming very obsessed with it anyway, given the nature of the subject, as it's concerned with investigating the true nature of everything. And anyone inclined that way is likely to become the very least extremely interested in it. And I also want to say that I think this was at least facilitated by my year 11 philosophy teacher, Mr. Hans, who knew how to teach this subject, which is far from an easy thing, and even more difficult, knew how to ignite that spark in students, which I think is something very unique and important to teaching philosophy, which I've still not figured out yet, though I'm trying. What I love about philosophy is that what it is, at its core, is a discipline dedicated to discovering truth about our own nature, ourselves individually, and the world, in order to figure out how to live the best life possible. If you had to boil it down, that's essentially what philosophy is. Though in saying that, philosophy is not something that's easy to boil down and briefly explain. Though specifically, what really captured my passion and still continually does is the philosophical approach to knowledge, which allows the truth to be discovered, or at the very least, allows what is not true and why to be discovered, by a very clear and reliable method of reason and analysis and questioning. Before I got into psychedelics and meditation and the nature of self from this perspective of lived experience, I was first really interested in ancient Greek philosophy and the philosophical tradition that followed this, which focuses primarily on reason. And I ended up finding myself really interested in Descartes and how he embodied and modernized the essence of ancient Greek philosophy and how to live the best life. And so I ended up doing my honors thesis on Descartes' ethics, and it kind of marked the last bit of philosophy that I did before getting into psychedelics. So everything I do now will probably have some kind of psychedelic angle to it, so this was like the last thing I did that doesn't. And I enjoyed it a lot, and it has a lot of value to me. So I wanted to reflect on it and share this reflection, so hopefully that the wisdom of Descartes and the ancient Greeks that I got from doing this can shine through. Philosophy is about living a good life. It's about discovering the truth and developing wisdom in order to live in the best way possible. That's where philosophy began with the ancient Greeks like Plato, Socrates and Aristotle. They understood that the search for truth and understanding of oneself was key to understanding the world, which allows us to develop wisdom and live virtuously as a result. Now, I'll get to virtue in Descartes later, but just briefly on what virtue is more broadly, and at least for the ancient Greeks where this concept kind of developed. So, virtue consists of all of the character traits like humility, modesty, temperance, and courage, and justice, but more specifically, virtue is living through an understanding of truth and what is right. And Descartes, following the tradition of the ancient Greeks, understood this, and so I think it's only appropriate and right that I reflect on what I've learned from studying Descartes and how my life has improved because of it. To study philosophy and not reflect on how it has the capacity to improve one's life is to miss the entire point of philosophy, and I'm very passionate about this point. So, more recently, during the better part of last year, I became somewhat disillusioned with philosophy, after my first explorations into psychedelics and then meditation. I just sensed such a gap between the quality and profundity and truth that these experiences had, and this whole area of knowledge and understanding, that... I at the time did not see it was connected to philosophy in any meaningful way. And so given the significant gap that I perceived between the powerful experiences I had and the largely conceptual nature of philosophy, I sadly struggled to see the continued relevance of philosophy as a discipline in improving and guiding my life, which also I think was largely due to the stagnant stale place modern philosophy has come to, where so much of it is about splitting hairs in theories and is detached from the broader picture of philosophy and the essential questions that motivated the early philosophers, with one of the primary questions being, how do I live a good and virtuous and truthful life? The first thing that began to break this disillusionment was realizing that philosophy, in its function of analyzing, developing and using concepts and ideas to shape language and thought can help direct the study of these great revelations and experiences I've had with psychedelics and meditation towards the direction that's required if we're to understand and benefit from the great awareness and value that these practices and experiences can offer. This is the job of philosophy, to help bring our conceptual and intellectual understandings in line with our felt and lived experiences. And this helped me reconnect with philosophy and understand specifically how I can use it to pursue my passion with both philosophy and the states of selflessness that I'd been learning about. The second thing was being reminded by Descartes of the core goal and purpose of philosophy and why I fell in love with it in the first place, which, as I mentioned, has largely been lost in modern philosophy. This is for the love, development, and pursuit of wisdom, and to live a better life. And finally which I think is the most extraordinary reason, is that I realised that the start of Western philosophy is at least connected to the psychedelic experience in the ancient Greek world with the mysteries of Eleusis. Now, you can probably already recognise Eleusis. It's part of the name of my channel. And this is just too big of a topic for me to get into now. And so I'll save it for another video, but there is a lot to unpack there. And so it seemed that, in a way everything kind of became full circle and I was able to dispel my disillusionment with philosophy. And as you can imagine, that was a really great experience for me. And I was really happy to be able to rekindle this passion and love for the importance of philosophy in my life and the world. Okay, back to Descartes. So what I learned from writing my thesis on Descartes and his ethics and understanding its broader relation to philosophy combined with what I've been learning and practicing and realizing outside of this, is the importance of understanding what is and what is not in our control, truly and deeply. And Descartes argues that this is our free will. So this brings up the question of free will, which I won't discuss in any detail now, but I might do another video on some other time. So I don't necessarily think we have free will. I'm quite convinced by Sam Harris's argument, if you're familiar with it, but I don't think that that necessarily discounts Descartes' ideas either, because we can understand Descartes' use of free will as something like intentionality and and awareness and alignment with our nature, which I'll get into a bit soon. Either way, I think one's view on free will can be suspended to see Descartes' greater point. So Descartes says we don't control our thoughts, we don't control our feelings, we don't control whether we're correct or not, but the only thing we do control is the way we use our will, our free will. Though, importantly, an insight that I had through meditation is that in order to recognize this, we must surrender everything else and surrender to the fact that everything is change and all we are is awareness with a will, an intentioned awareness. And we can only exercise this intentioned awareness of free will from moment to moment. And so that's kind of like my own interpretation and understanding that departs from Descartes' views, which I will add to my reflection of Descartes at certain points, but I'll always mention where I'm uh, detracting from Descartes and presenting my own views that aren't necessarily the views that Descartes expressed. Descartes says, For the rest, the soul can have pleasures of its own, but the pleasures common to it and the body depend entirely on the passions, so that the persons whom the passions can move most deeply are capable of enjoying the sweetest pleasures of this life. It is true that they may also experience the most bitterness when they do not know how to put these passions to good use and when fortune works against them. But the chief use of wisdom lies in its teaching us to be masters of our passions and to control them with such skill that the evils which they cause are quite bearable and even become a source of joy. Now, this is not to say that we can directly control the passions, but that we can surrender to them and control our response to them through our will and accept them and use our reason and our will to respond accordingly. This helps us in two ways. One, by acknowledging what is not in our power, we can learn to no longer desire it. And two, by acting resolutely, knowing we have done all that we can that is in our power, we cannot regret or repent from what we have done. To try to control, desire, or achieve that which is outside of our power is to attempt to bring about a state of affairs that is impossible to achieve by our actions, which necessarily leaves us frustrated, as our own experiences can testify to. For Descartes, virtue consists in the firm and constant resolution to execute all that reason advises him to do, without having the passions or appetites turn him away from it. Again, Descartes says, While he so conducts himself as much as he can in accordance with reason, he keep in mind that all the goods he does not possess are, each and every one of them, entirely outside of his power. By this means, he will accustom himself to not desire them at all. For there is nothing but desire and regret or repentance that can prevent us from being content. But if we always do all that our reason tells us, we will never have any grounds to repent, even though events afterwards make us see that we were mistaken. It suffices that our conscience testifies that we have never lacked resolution and virtue to execute all the things that we have judged to be the best. Thus, virtue alone is sufficient to render us content in this life. The way we become happy, peaceful, and content is by understanding this, and I would also argue to flow with each present moment, to accept and live with all emotions and passions. Now, I'm adding to Descartes' definition of virtue here and elaborating on what is not in our control, which is flowing with each present moment, because that is all we have, we don't have the next moment or the last, but I still think it's consistent with what Descartes says and in line with what he teaches us. We are not responsible for our thoughts or our feelings, but only our will. And by controlling our will and understanding that this is all we can be praised or blamed for and acting in accordance with our best reason judgments, surrendering all else and accepting the present moment and not being swayed by passions or desires, but accepting them and doing this resolutely is how we live virtuously and well. Finally, Descartes says, for if anyone lives in such a way that his conscience Cannot reproach him for ever failing to do something he judges to be the best, which is what I hear called pursuing virtue. He will receive from this a satisfaction which has such power to make him happy that the most violent assaults of the passions will never have sufficient power to disturb the tranquility of his soul. So this is what I learned from studying Descartes, and it has helped me live with a greater understanding of truth and what is and what isn't in my control. And it's helped me reconnect with the core of philosophy. So I hope this has given anyone who is not all too familiar with philosophy a good introduction to how both philosophy works and what it aims to achieve. So like I said, most things I discuss now will have a psychedelic angle to it, and I'm planning on focusing more on psychedelics and meditation-related topics in future videos, but I wanted to start with this and provide my reflection from the last thing that I studied before I got into psychedelics and meditation. So I hope that you enjoyed that. I hope that there was something you could gain from that. And let me know if there's any particular videos you'd like me to make in the future. And thank you for watching.